All right, it's good to see you guys today. So thankful for all of you who are here worshiping with us in person. Just want to say hi to those of you online. Thanks for taking the time to stop what you're doing and worship with us here at New Life Church, where we aim to make Jesus the center of our life, church, and our community. All right, well, listen, there's a heat wave today. All right, remember that when you head out later today. Just keep that in mind as you're out and about. Um, And at the end of our service here shortly, we're going to take some time to pray for our uh, Glare youth as they prepare to head out of town this coming Wednesday for summer camp. So we're going to be doing that at the end as well. Just keep that in mind. I want to invite you to open your Bibles to the Gospel of John chapter 10. John chapter 10. As you prepare yourself to get there, we're going to travel through a few other texts, but this will be the main one that will guide us. We have, uh, a few weeks ago we started a series, a summer series, called, uh, that we're focusing on the seven I Am Statements of Christ. They're all found in the Gospel of John, um, from ch- chapter 6 through like 15, and uh, we've covered uh, two of them so far, where Jesus says, I am the bread, and then last week, he said, I am the light. Today we're going to cover the third one where he says, I am the gate. Let's look at this text here in John chapter 10, starting in verse 7, the words of Jesus. He says, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Lots of things in there. We're focusing on him saying, I am the gate. And we're looking at, as we journey through this, these different texts in this series, making the I am statements, we're looking at it through the lens of, of this statement of, who we believe Jesus is will make us who we will become. All right, that's kind of what we're looking at. Who we believe Jesus is is what will make us and who we will become. Who is he? And we started this series off with that question of who I am. And so these statements that Jesus makes answers who he is. And it opens us, uh, our, our hearts, our lives up to see the fullness of, of who Jesus is and how we can walk in and through him. And we live our life, our lives traveling in him, our lives traveling through him, our heart, soul, mind, and strength, then we're able to receive and experience and live out a greater fullness of who Jesus is. Because here's the thing, Jesus is not captive. Jesus is not dead. As we were reminded in communion, Jesus has been raised from the dead. He's raised to life. He is at the right hand of the, on the throne of God the Father. And there will be a time when he will return, his second coming. And we spent a few weeks on that back in May. If you want to check that series out on eschatology, we just spent a short amount of time on that, looking at returning to that maybe uh, earlier next year, perhaps, maybe later this year, I don't know. But talked a whole lot about that. But today we're looking at him saying, I am the gate. And what does that mean? I am the gate. Just who has? Let me let me look at it this way. Who who has a fence in their around their property? Who has a gate attached to that property? If you're like me, I have a I have a single gate and I have a double gate. My double gate is sagging. All right, I've got to fix that this summer. It's been on my checklist for two two years. It's bad. That's terrible. My neighbor even complained to me about it. And uh, and it's it's not like bad bad, but for me it's pretty bad. All right, and it's it's sagging and where it's got a gap in the middle, and so you know a pet could get through. We don't have pets, but we often pet sit, and we have to be careful because that pet could find its way right out, and other things could find their way in as well. Uh, and so uh, gates are no good if they don't work, right? They're no good if they don't work. And um, and Jesus, when he says, "I am the gate." We can understand that he works. His, he opens and closes. His gate 
is free, all right? It doesn't squeak. It, it doesn't get hung up. You know, it doesn't sag. His gate, he is the gate. He is the perfect gate. And there's some explanations here that he gives. And he says, I am the gate. In verse 9 and 10, he says, those who come in and through me, and he, he lists off four things. He said, they will be saved. They will be saved. Salvation. You know, forgiveness of sins, and it, it's more than just a, a mere confession, and it's more than just a religious gesture. Consider what Paul says here in Romans 3, 23. Look at these verses on the screen. He says, everyone has sinned. So that's me. That's me. Everyone. Everyone has sinned. He says, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, aren't you thankful for God's undeserved kindness towards us? He declares that we are righteous. He did this through the memorization of Scripture. Does it say that? Does your version say He did this through Christ Jesus, the gate, when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. And people are made right with God when they go to church. Does it say that? <laughs> people are made right with God when they what? Eat together after church. Although that's a good thing to do though, right? Uh, people are made right with God when they believe, when they rely on, when they yield their life to Jesus, that he sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he, held, when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. Verse 26, for he was looking ahead and he was including them in what he would do in this present time. Say, that's now. Come on, everybody say, that's now. Don't go to sleep on me. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness for he himself is fair and just. We cannot call God unfair. He is just and he is fair. For he himself is fair and just, and he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. So Jesus says, I am the gate, and those who come in through me will be saved. And understanding salvation, it's not just a single prayer we pray, but it is the call of life in God to walk out, live out, express this salvation that is only found not in doing good works, not in our productivity, not in our good deeds, not in our memorization of Scripture, but in simply, holistically putting our faith, our trust, believing in Jesus, that He died, that He, bar he was buried, and that He rose from the dead, and that He is alive forever, making intercession for us, and will return again. Jesus shed His blood, gave His life for us, paid the penalty of our sins. Salvation. Do you remember the time? You gave your life to Christ. Do you remember that moment? Can you remember that moment when you, hold, you honestly said, Okay, Jesus, your, my life is in your hands. You see, the thing is, as Paul expressed, sin separates us from God. Anything that causes us to miss our mark with him, it separates us from our, from our God. But in Christ Jesus, we are joined together, reunited with our Creator, with God the Father, who is making a place for us called heaven where we will spend eternity for those who believe in Jesus. But it only happens if your life goes in and through Jesus. It does not happen any other way. No other way. But then he also says another thing. He says, those who, I am the gate, those who come in and through me will, go, will come and go freely. I love that part. I love that part. Come and go freely. A lot of people think, man, you give your life to Jesus, you go to church or whatever these things are, you have a relationship with God, he sucks the fun out of your life. He drains any good thing that you could ever want to do with your life. It's actually the complete opposite of that. He puts all of it back into you. Come and go freely. Religion is what binds. Relationship with Christ, following Jesus, is what frees there's actually a freedom in letting go. It actually can sound kind of scary because we lose control. Anybody like to have control in their life? Any like to, anybody like to just be in control, period? But when we let go, it's actually freeing. 
And Jesus said, those whose lives come in and through me actually come and go freely. There is a freedom and there is a deliverance that is only found in and through Jesus that you and I can actually live out on this earth and that God wants to give to humanity. He wants humanity to experience a freedom and a deliverance that is not found in any other place, in any other one other than Jesus. Consider what Paul says in Romans chapter 6. Look at it with me on the screen, chapter 6, verse 1. He says, well, should we just keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Paul says, of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism... And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also live new lives. We live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, will we also be raised we will also be raised to life as he was. And we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our life. Sin loses its power in our life when you have Jesus. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. There is no greater feeling in this world than to know that the power of sin has been broken off of our lives in Christ Jesus. doesn't mean we live perfect, doesn't mean we don't ever have temptation. Doesn't ever mean we don't ever yield to temptation. It doesn't ever mean we don't have our hiccups and our, our habits and our hang-ups and all the other things that can come along with life. But here's the reality of it. Jesus, in his power, in a person's life, can break the freedom, can break the power of sin. And we can be free and we can be healed and we can be made whole and we can be delivered that we don't have to go through life continuously limping along. But he has the ability in Christ Jesus to set us free. And he says, those whose lives go in and through me, Jesus said, I am the gate. They will come and go freely. But he also says another thing. He said, those lives who come and go in in and through me will find good pastures. Anybody like to eat? Anybody like to eat something? Just You find a good place to go, a restaurant or something, you're like, man, I cannot wait to go back there again. Or you have your favorite spot, you got your favorite place you like to sit, or your favorite experience at a certain place. Or maybe at home you like to cook a certain meal, and it's kind of a frequent meal. You love it. It's the go-to meal. It's the family meal. It's the thing you like to make. You love finding something good to eat. It brings comfort, right? Food brings comfort, and, and, it, and it, brings, uh, it brings goodness, just platters of goodness. There's just goodness in food sometimes, right? You've had a meal that's not so good, but you've had many meals that are good, right? And you want to eat those meals over and over again. Why? Because they just are good. And he says, those lives who come in and through me find good pastures. Psalm 23, David reflects on and prays and sings this hymn. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. It's a picture of comfort. It's also a picture of peace and a picture of rest. A picture of rest. Those whose lives go in and through Jesus find rest. Man. Rest. If there's ever a time where we need to slow it down, and reflect on and lie down in the green pasture of peace, it's probably now. There's so many places to go and be, so many things to do. We're connected at our fingertips to the world through our smart devices and TVs and everything else. News travels so fast. All these things are happening at literally some serious speed, right? Can't widen enough roads to accommodate the traffic. Can't fix the potholes fast enough 
to keep us from complaining, right? Having to get tires rotated and balanced left and right, the different things going on on the roads. All these different things are happening. Life is moving so fast. But there is a, and it's not just a physical rest that he speaks of. It's a spiritual rest. The world can go by and, and people can zip and do things and, 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 and focus their attention and, and their desires on so many things. But man, a person who has their soul at peace with God, you cannot take that away. There's no price tag on that. And he said, people whose lives come in and through me will find good pastures. They will have rest. There's a rest in God that is freedom from fear. There is a rest in God that is a freedom from fear, knowing that Jesus paid my debt and that God the Father is on the throne. He is in control. His kingdom is above all other kingdoms of this world. As scary as this world can be, as chaotic as this world can be, as, as nuts as this world can be, the, the kingdom of my God, the kingdom of our God is greater, it's stronger, it outlasts, it's, it's beyond anything else like we've ever seen before. And he puts that kingdom within us as believers. And that kingdom gets stronger, that kingdom gets bigger, that kingdom grows wider, that kingdom grows more secure in us because we begin to understand this world is not our home. We are pilgrims on this planet. He allows us to live this one life, and he puts us on this planet for his glory, for his purpose, and for people to see the life of God in us. And then one day it's all over. You can go back and listen to James's message last week, Ecclesiastes, right? On how Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light. But in this life, he talks about it in Ecclesiastes, it's just but a vapor. It's just but a vapor. But how are, we, how, are, how are we dealing with this vapor of a life? Are we letting this world and its systems and all of it con- control us and dominate us and freak us out and scare us? Come on, who's greater than anything else? God is greater than anything else. Who's the one who created this world? God. Who's the one who will send his son back for his believers? It's God. Who's the one who's created heaven for his people to live in? It's God. If your faith is in Jesus, if your life is in Jesus, you will find good pastures. You will find rest and a freedom from fear. I wasn't supposed to elaborate that much on, that, on those points. But I just felt strong about it. And then he says, those whose lives come in and through me have an abundant life. He says, my purpose is to give you a rich and satisfying and overflowing abundant life. Abundant life. Life overflowing. Life overflowing. You ever been around somebody in a group and they're just the life of the party? They just seem, man, they just seem to make everybody want to get out on the dance floor. They just, want to make, they just want to make everybody laugh. They just seem to capture the attention of everybody. And everybody's like, man, you are so cool to be around. You like, bring me, you like bring the boredom out of my life and make it fun. You know, it's like, I, you ever been around people like that? They just make you want to kind of let your hair down and just kind of let go of some things and be like, dang, this is fun. I didn't think I'd have fun being around you, but you're fun. God has a life for us, an abundant life, a rich and satisfying, overflowing, abundant life that I just don't know that we all truly tap into all the time, that I don't really believe we really believe that all the time. And partly because we live in such a fallen world that's hurtful, that is hard to deal with, right? And our attention and our focus is on what is truly right in front of us and not on who is over us. All right? That happens to us all. That happens to us all. Carlton's, I just, I, I felt like I needed to encourage you um, in front of everybody today, not to make everybody look at you, but people are looking at you now because I said your name. But I saw you come to the communion table and I saw you all take the communion and then you went and did your thing. But I just heard the words healing is beginning today. Healing is beginning today. 
and, and, and I know the immediate thought of that word is probably what you're, whatever comes to mind right now, first and foremost, but I want to encourage you to believe God that there is healing beyond the healing you think He is going to heal. There's more depth to the healing that God has for your life and for your family that is bigger than what you can even try to think of at this moment. And so the, the temptation is to limit God in this box and think it's just one thing, but God says, I am opening up a, an abundance of healing that begins today, and it's beginning to flow in your life and in your family, that there's more to what God has for you than what you can ever imagine. And so today, just take that to heart and just remember that today God has spoken to you and he has started something powerful that's going to continue to flow in your life and your family. Amen? Amen. Abundant life. Abundant life. Jesus says, I am the gate. I am the gate. And I did a whole study on this. But man, I'm kind of doubting I should even go through it. There's like a lot of good stuff I put down on paper. <laughs> but I feel like the Lord wants me to stick to um, this part about abundant life. You can read, I tell you, you can go look it up. Kaylee, can you just show the picture? So you can see the picture. So this is Old Testament. It's Nehemiah's Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem. This is what the city walls look like and those ten gates around it. And then you can, there's a, these, these gates are Old Testament foreshadows of a life that is in Christ and what these meanings are. And I've got, I mean, there's a lot of stuff here, but let me, you can take it off. Thank you. And I appreciate that. But I just want to, I, I got to follow something here. Is that okay with you guys? I just got to follow something, man. Can, can you guys just roll with me today? I normally, I normally would stick to my notes, but there's, there's just, that, that, that word abundant life is more. There's, there's abundancy coming back to your household, back into you, that you've been praying for some things. You've been believing God. You've been, you've been on your knees. And there have been tears. And God said, I see you. I see the tears. I hear the prayers. And your life is not over. Your retirement age, what you're doing right now, he said, you're about to step into some new things. There's a newness coming to you, a refreshing coming to you, a, um, a, a regeneration of, of strength and renewal that God wants to flow and pour into your life. And so he, it, there's a life of abundance. All those, all those years, all those years you've spent serving the Lord. All those years you've been pouring yourself out and being faithful to God. God said, I'm, that was not for, for naught. There, there, there was a sowing that you did. There was an investment that you created there. And you're going to begin to see a return on your investment. So don't blink and don't, don't, don't shrug your shoulders and don't, don't close your eyes to, to dismiss. God can't possibly come through in this area. Don't dismiss what God can do. With man, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible to those that believe. Amen? Amen? There's, there's more in your life that, that is abundance that is, you don't even have enough plates to hold it. You don't have enough plates to contain and put on there um, what God is, what God was wanting to just lavish you with. There's an old, there's an old mentality. God says, "I'm breaking off of you." There's a, there's a framework of thinking that is no longer necessary and needed in the future of your life. So, what you thought was this way, God says, "I'm shifting and giving you a whole new perspective." In fact, it's like a paradigm shift, a complete new paradigm, a complete new level. And God says, I'm taking the old things off of you and they will no longer be a part of your productivity. They'll no longer be a part of your planning. They'll no longer be part of your preparation. They'll no longer be part of your perception. God says, I'm just completely 
cutting that off of you. It's not because you did it. It's just because I love you, the Lord says, and I'm freeing you to see life at a whole new level. Seeing people at a whole new level, seeing yourself at a whole new level, seeing spouse at a whole new level, seeing others at a whole new level, seeing your future at a whole new level. God is going to take you in leaps and bounds in such a short amount of time that you're going to look back and think like, how did I get here? And God says, I am the redeemer of time and I am the redeemer of your soul and I have so much abundance in store for you. I have so much for you. God says, I create space and just let me fill it. Create space and let me fill it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You guys okay? I know you probably didn't think pastor was out a week. He's going to preach his notes. I did too. I did. I, I've worked hard on these notes. I don't like just not having my notes. I don't like, I don't like doing that. There's an abundance coming into your life that the sacrifices you have made, the things you have done for others that people have not noticed. People didn't know you did what you did. But God says, I saw what you did. And I've seen your investment into other people's lives. I've seen your sacrifice that you've made for the help of other people, for the benefit of other people. And God says, I'm not going to let you drag around in life and live these latter years down and done. God says, I'm replenishing strength and health back into you. A sound mind, a strong, sober spirit, and a strong body to walk out what I have planned, God says. So don't think, don't think there's nothing else, that there's nothing more. God says, I'm about to open up some new doors that you're going to see, and then you choose to walk through them. And if you will choose to walk through them, God says, I will replenish, I will restore, and I will always make sure there's more than enough flowing in and through your life because of how you live with an open hand of generosity to bless those and to create space for somebody else to have something better than they've ever had before. God says, it's not over yet. I've got more for you to do together. Amen? Amen? Can we, can we just take a moment? Can you just play for, for me, uh, Lori, for just a moment? Can we just take a moment and just thank God for, um, for who He is? And just, I mean, just with your hands, thank Him. With your mouths, just thank Him. Just take a moment and express how grateful you are. How grateful you are. Lord, we are thankful. God, we are thankful. You love us so much. You love us so much. You love us so much. Mm. Praise God. Daniel, my son, or you're really my brother. You're not my son. I call you Daniel's son. Welcome back. Welcome back. From a natural perspective, I have no idea how, you were, how you've been. But I just sense by the Spirit that God has put some fresh wings on you. That you've been wanting to soar for a long time. You've been so, you have felt so defeated in times past and discouraged. You felt so low to the ground. And you thought, man, is this all there is for me? No matter how hard I try to rise... I keep getting pulled back to this earth in a way that just slaps me and hurts and knocks the breath out of me and shakes me. But God says, I have put new wings on you and they are fresh. They, are, they, are, they, they feel fresh to you, but God says, I've been making them and preparing them as I have attached them to you. And you're about to fly. You're about to soar and you're about to take off that you don't even understand all the things I have for you. And, 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 the, and God says, I want to remind you that I'm the one who called you and I didn't make a mistake. I'm the one who crafted you and I'm the one who's been sculpting you and I've been 
creating space for you. And God says, you're about to soar at a whole new level of life more than you've ever done before. Your mind is changing. Your heart is changing. Your desires are shifting. Your eyesight for what God has for you is becoming clearer and clearer and clearer. And no more will you be sucked and pulled back down to this earth, but you will be everything God has created you to be. So he's get ready for takeoff because you are about to soar in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And God's got, God's got a future and a purpose for you that it's not going to come to pass like you think. That the way He's crafting it, the way His hands are involved in it, He says, be a path of peace it'll be a path of peace it says for I'm going to wash you and I'm going to refresh you at some moments it's going to feel like a gully washer like a downpour and a heavy waterfall but he said just let me do my thing let me fall on you let who I am wash you and I'm taking away debris I'm taking away a heaviness I'm taking away toxins out of your life and at first you may think man I didn't even know that was there but you're going to find yourself freer and lighter and there's a joy that's coming unto you God says it's going to start in your heart and it will show on your face and your countenance that the windows of your soul through your eyes will no longer be dark. God says, for I'm bringing light and I'm bringing laughter back into you. You've been trying to laugh, but you can't for the time of tears and sadness and sorrow. But the Lord says, I'm bringing a joy and a laughter and that joy you will find it to be the strength of the Lord to carry on. There's life after this moment of time that you've been through. And God says, I've got greater life ahead for you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask. Is there anyone here in your mind, you're like, I wish he would pray for me. Would you raise your hand? I don't want to embarrass anybody. I just want to truly follow through. Amen. All right. If you can, if you wanted prayer, would you just lift your hand and stand? Or just stand and I'll see you. I know you can't, Rashonda. I know you're like, don't do what the doctor said not to do. But if you if you're okay with that, it's fine. Okay, yeah. I just want to make sure I see. Okay. Hey there.
you strengthen her. I I see like a boulder in front of your life. It's this huge boulder. And you see the path. You try to follow the path. But you just keep finding yourself coming against this boulder. Something huge. Something big. And I see the hand of God take his hand. And crush it into small pieces. So the direction is there. And now the hindrance is gone. The Lord says, as you fully put yourself into my hands, commit your ways unto me. Commit all of yourself to me. The known and unknowns, the pathway is provided for you. Lord, I thank you today that you do what you want to do in her life. Free her, strengthen her to be everything you created her. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, I thank you today that you heal this heart of your daughter today, Lord. That you heal, bring healing into this heart. There's been days where you've said to the Lord, I just don't think I can do it anymore. I don't know how. Today, healing flows. Touch this heart. Touch this heart, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, you fill her mouth with your word. That when her family's around her, and they may say this or say that, she will speak your truth. She will be your light bearer, your truth bearer with those around her. That you will give them ears to hear. And you will fill her life with the richness of your word like never before. The prayer you prayed recently, I just want to be closer to you, Lord. Let that be the case today. Draw close and heal this heart help her to see and know what you have in front of her. Your plan in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for my brother.
your power, but will be by the Spirit. That the small things that seem to be like big things will no longer be like big things. They will be small. And they will not buy and bid for your attention anymore. Because you will not notice them, you will not see them, you will not give them a thought. The Lord says today, things shift and things change in you. for you, you can sit back down. Hallelujah. Lord, I know the obvious is the foot. I sense the Lord's saying there's more than meets the eye. That your walk with Him says it's growing tighter and growing closer. There have been some times in your life where you've just kind of forced things and made it happen and just fought through it. He says, I admire that spirit of yours. I gave it to you. He says, you're about to find yourself in a place of dependence on me. Not lacking seeing my great strong hand come through for you. That I will see you through. And I will carry you. And I will fight for you. And I will open doors for you. And you will walk through them. And you will look up and say, God, thank you. Thank you for what you've done. That you don't have to fear the future. You don't have to fear. God says, I have things lined up. And as you trust me and walk with me, I'll make them come together. And let this foot, Lord, now be healed completely and totally without any negative issues or negative side effects. That her walk forward will be one shows the grace and goodness of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for this sister today. There's more abundance in front of you than what the Lord has planned for your life. That as you give yourself to Him, as you serve and are there for others. God said, there's some desires in your heart that have not yet come to pass. And he says, I'm aware of those. I know exactly what it is. There's some greater things you want to see God do. And he says, you're a vessel. You're a vessel that I can trust. You're a vessel that I can depend on. So he's going to pour things into your life that are going to flow right out to people that he puts in your path. And they, and as a result, their lives are going to be able to be changed for the glory of God. All because you're just open. Lord says, don't get down. Don't allow the physical fatigue to steal and rob you from the spiritual blessings that I want to do for you. So keep your head up. Keep looking to me. I will continue to strengthen you as you continue to yield to me. For there are greater things that are in your heart that God says, I will come to pass with. I will answer
God says, Vanna, what I have for you and your family. in your heart that you just want to see the Lord answer that you want to see God reassure you of the Lord says as you delight yourself in me as you place yourself in the palm of my hand looking up to me he said I've got things that I have put inside of you that are going to begin to come forth. But there are some new things happening and stirring inside your spirit that you might not quite know yet. The Lord says, just give it time. There are some new things coming forth out of your life. There's some ministry that's coming forth. There's serving opportunities coming forth. There's opportunities in a, in a, in a, in a way that you didn't know was even possible. God says, I'm, I'm going to use your life. I'm going to use your life. And I'm going to change other people because of who you are, because of what I've done in you. So delight yourself in the Lord. And those desires will come forth. Thank you, God. things in front of you, that there are some venues of service and opportunities that God's going to use you. You're going to be a vessel of love and hope, you be a vessel of strength and stability, you're going to be a vessel of wisdom and nurture to others around you. God says, I'm going to fill your life in different pockets, in different places, find yourself agreeing to say, okay, I'll do this, I'll do that. And God said, don't worry about your strength, don't worry about your health, because I'm going to help you take the time and, the, and set the pace for what I have planned for you. That these latter years of life, God says they're going to be filled with His purpose and His goodness. 
He's going to use you. He's going to, he's going to use you. And so don't worry. Don't sit here and try to figure out this or that. Don't even try to figure out retirement. Don't figure out, you know, income. Guys, I've got you. I've got you. Just set your heart on what I want, and I'll take care of the rest. I'll take care of the rest. Just say yes to what I have, and I'll do the rest, he says. In Jesus' name. Can you just stretch your hands towards Amber? These hands are stretched out towards you. They're stretched out in love. They're stretched out with a desire and a hope for what God has for your life. And what God has for you is greater than what you can even imagine. Lord says, I'm setting your life up. I've been setting things up in motion. And I've put some speed bumps in along the way. Because there's a certain way things have to happen in a certain time frame that things have to happen. But he says, as you trust me, you keep following the path I have set before you. So I'm going to bring you along the, what, the road and you're going to find what your heart's been looking for. Said, so it, it, your mindset is being adjusted. Your outlook is being adjusted. Maybe what you think has, has been a robber of time and a hard thing to deal with and go through. The Lord says, I'm actually using that because of what I've been working on, what I've been creating and preparing for you, and what I have for you down the road. So I said, just take it easy. Walk at the pace I have for you. Don't try to make too much of anything. Just rest in who I am, and I've got it all under control. That you may plan, you may prepare. And he said, I've got the right things set up at the right time. I'm going to bring you everything that I have for you and what is in your heart, what you've been asking me for, what you've been praying to me about. God says, I'm going to, I'm going to get you there. You're going to have what it is that you desire because of what I have planned for you. So he said, don't rush it. Just walk at the pace I have. Trust me. Trust me. And he says, and as you trust me, there's going to be other people around you that are going to take note of how you're handling life. And they're going to be like, how is she dealing with this this way? How is she going through life like that right now, this way? And they're going to take note of that. And they're going to see the glory of God on you. They're going to see the goodness of God on you. They're going to see the grace of God on you. And their lives are actually going to be pointing back to him that God's using you as a source of hope to others in your family and in your circle so he just says take your time and let me bring it to pass don't think you gotta make it happen God says I have it all set for you in Jesus name says, I see that. 
I see that. And I'm bringing a healing and a strength back to you, a restoration back unto you. And as you have been there for many others, many times, God says, you're not alone. You're not going to be depleted. I'm replenishing back unto you today a life of strength and good health and of a sound mind. The Lord says, I put these things in your heart that I'm going to bring to pass. Abundant life, a life that's rich and satisfying and overflowing. He says, I'm going to take care burdens that you bear in the name of the Lord. God, I feel I feel dumb doing all this stuff. I just gotta tell you that. I'm not comfortable doing this. I don't know what everybody's thinking. But I'm doing it anyway. The Lord says you have been learning how, what it means to wait and be patient. coming a time real soon where I'm going to sink patience with pursuit. And you're going to be like, ah, okay. And when you go, and when you move, and when you pursue, going to be your fuel. It's not going to be your strength. It's not going to be your wisdom. God says, I am sinking so much up for this next season of life. That you're going to, you're going to, it's going to feel kind of like cruise control. And you're going to feel kind of weird. Somewhat maybe like I shouldn't be just this carefree. God says, you've learned a lot about patience. And now I'm putting it all together with pursuit. And you're going to move forward at a pace. And you're going to be like, okay. And God is saying, it's me. So just know that it's me, God says, doing this. You're going to be able to make decisions from a perspective and a place of wisdom that you didn't have before, but you will have now. And you'll be able to, you're going to have a compassion in your eyes and in your heart, which you've always had, but God says, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm clearing your, your, your sight to see how to use wisdom with compassion for the benefit of other people, people that I'm going to trust under your care and that you will have a burden of responsibility for but God says I'm doing this because of what I've called you to and what I have set up for you down the road in Jesus name has tried to hide you. Darkness has tried to steal you. Darkness has tried to scare you. 
wants you to know. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. And all of these hands focused here towards you are a sign and a and a reassurance that God knows you, sees you, cares for you, knows every ounce of knows how many strands of hair you have, and you got a lot. But he knows every single one. And he says, if I know how many hairs you have, I know everything there is about you. And he says, as you just look to me, yield to me, and follow me, no matter what anybody else says or does. God says, I'm going to take you to a place in life that you couldn't have even dreamed for yourself. So there are some things I have for you. And there are platforms I have created for you down the road. But between here and there, God says, what I'm doing is I'm shoring up the foundation of your faith. I'm removing cracks. And I'm rebuilding some things inside your heart. Things that life has just pounded away at. That's not fair. But God says, I love you. I care for you. I'm surrounding you with myself and with so many people who love you and who know you. So don't ever think you're alone. For I, the Lord, have called you by name. And I I am walking with you and I am taking you forward to what I have planned for you. feels like it's coming at you like the speed of light the doors that are opened the Lord says I'm opening all these doors because what I've done is I've redeemed all the time that has gone by where the enemy has had a field day with you and he says today it stops today it all ends no longer will the enemy rob you of your joy and your peace. No longer will the enemy rob you of your self-assurance in Christ. No longer will the enemy rob you of what he had, of what God has planned for you. Because whatever door God opens, no one else can close. Whatever door he closes, no one else can open. And so today, God says, I've redeemed the time. Now walk through the doors. Your calling is greater than a your career your career is not exactly who you are but what I've created you for on this world in this world God says I'm putting upon you a fresh empowerment an anointing that is bigger and greater and stronger than you have ever had happen for you in your entire life God says, what I'm doing for you is for you. 
doors are open. Now walk through with everything God has created you for. The past is buried. The old is done. And now there's newness that sets ahead of you. A whole new, all new, all new. I see you walking into a room with people. And you introduce yourself. And you do it with such a smile on your face. And God says, I'm putting you in front of people. I want people to know the Jesus that lives inside of you. And you don't have to worry about trying to be perfect, trying to connect all the dots. God says, I've got it all. You just walk through the door and I'll make it all come to pass. There's things in your heart that are personal that you so bad want to see God do with certain people in your life. The Lord says, I see it. I hear it. And he says, there's nothing you can personally do about it. But what you can do is continue to be faithful and obedient to me and let me handle the other things. And he says, I know what to do with it. I know what to do with them. Just let me have it. Just walk through the door. Just walk through the door. In the name of the Lord. Amen. Can we stand? We're going to close out.